Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm your host. Hey, Scott. It's good to see you. Hey, Drew. Glad to be here. So, so it's it's great when I look at my calendar and I I see you know podcast scheduled and I double click to see you know remind myself who it is. This morning I got this cool visceral reaction like I can't I can't wait to talk with him uh, because you know we've 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 spoken I think once and uh-huh. it it made an impact on me uh, you know speaking with you and so uh, I'm glad you were able to come on. Absolutely appreciate the opportunity. Right. So, so life as we know it is not linear. So right. um, I'm sure you've had some type of winding road to get to where you are now. Um, and we always have challenges we need to overcome and, and you've done that. Can you tell, tell me and the audience um, and start wherever you want in your life where you where what led up to your defining moment to be who you are now? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like every, you know, entrepreneur and really every person in life, um, you know, it's never a straight line from point A to point B. Um, it's always, you know, something new gets thrown into our path, some challenge, some obstacle that we have to overcome. Um, and I, you know, obviously I could probably go on for hours (laughs) talking (laughs) about, uh, a lot of that, that meandering path, but I really think for me, um, there were really kind of two, Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of, uh, so the first company that I had was an IT business. I started that back in September of 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, really just kind of dove into that. Everybody was well, friends, family, you know, people were calling me, Hey, can you help me with this computer problem? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, we're going to call and ask like, okay, I'm going to start a business, make money at it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I I didn't know what I didn't know at that point in time, you know, getting the business started and just doing all kinds of things and, and stuff like that. Um, but I quickly figured out a lot of that stuff and including marketing and, um, you know, sales and just, you know, then, of course, the taxes, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I really just kind of like dove headfirst into getting that business off the ground and making it successful. And I was able to do that. Really kind of by about 2016-ish, I was starting to get burnt out with technology, fixing computers, mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff. Right. Um, it just wasn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I kind of stuck with the grind, you know, for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, I took a vacation in late uh 2017 that's uh, a milestone in and of itself you took a vacation as an entrepreneur yeah exactly right (laughs) (laughs) you know i I timed it just right because i took it between christmas and new year so a typical slow time for our business um and so i went to arizona and i met up with a former college roommate Mm -hmm. and his wife and uh we went out for supper one night and um started having a conversation and of course he knew that i had a master's degree in teaching that i love to teach Mm -hmm. um and he also knew that i had experience in a particular software um the company that they worked and he was like our company is desperate for onboarding coaches they need people to teach people how to use this software how to do marketing in their business because they married together there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that sounds like a great opportunity. Right. And of course I had been an avid student of marketing uh, for quite some time. 
And um, I just really was passionate about it. I loved learning more and more about it. And I really enjoyed seeing what other businesses were doing, you know, and how it was working for them. Right. And so I quickly became a certified uh, consultant with that company and uh, started teaching their uh, new users how to use the software. Okay. So um, really dove headfirst into that in 2018, um, kind of stepped away from the day-to-day operations of my IT business, turned it over to a uh, lead technician there. And I was just having a blast. Mm-hmm. And um, so for about the first eight months, I was working directly as a contractor uh, for the CRM company. And then I caught the attention of a marketing agency that is one of the lead resellers of the software. Okay. And um, so they have their own program all built out and they were looking for somebody to help Uh, do basically the same type of work that I was doing, working with their clients, teaching them how to use the software, their specific marketing campaigns, things like that. And so um, I ended up working practically full time as a contractor for this marketing agency. Okay. So then um, April the 1st of 2019, yes, April Fool's Day, (laughs) they actually offered me a full-time position. So that's when I started Mm full-time with this marketing agency. And um, so I continued, you know, kind of doing the same thing, moved into more of a leadership management type role, kind of helping to grow that division of the company. And things were going pretty well. And um, then in February of 2021, I suddenly got let go. Okay. Um, so, you know, you think like, oh, everything's going great. You know, like I'm, I find kind of like this dream position outside of my IT business. I was getting burnt out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you start doing the teaching and the educating that you love, and then you get, you know, uh, get a full-time gig uh, kind of doing the things that, that you love. Although part of me was still missing the entrepreneurship. So do you think that that the whole pandemic thing kind of got, that's one of the reasons why they let you go because their business slowed down? No, the pandemic had absolutely nothing Nothing to to do do with it. it. As a matter of fact, their business actually grew during the pandemic. Um, So um, like part of me still had the bug of of like, hey, I really want to be my own boss. I want to run my own business. But you can I, avoid stuff like that, getting let go. Yeah. You know, that, that's that's one of the reasons why we all go into entrepreneurship. So we uh, are not yeah. at somebody else's mercy, right? Exactly. But like, I, I think like once you've had the the bug of being your own boss and being an entrepreneur, <laughs> yes. like yes. you can't really get rid of that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, I'd kind of been thinking about leaving and going mm-hmm. out on my own anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um, but you know, I really did enjoy the work that I was doing. And um, there was a situation um, that, you know, that kind of happened where I expressed, you know, my dissatisfaction with kind of what was going on. And that ultimately led to, you know, my being let go. Um, Basically, because that company has a no drama clause in their, (laughs) you know, like, uh, values and everything, which um, was rather interesting. But, um, you know, I, I took that and I I just ran with it. I was like, you know, I really have wanted to get back out and be my own boss. Here's mm-hmm. my opportunity. Right. Um, and kind of going back even further. So when I first started my IT business back in 2004, I was I had a full time job at the time. 
Okay. So I kind of started it off as a side gig. Right. And um, I ended up moving between a couple of different jobs. And finally, I got fired from the last position Mm -hmm. um, that I'd taken locally. And that was a sink or swim moment for me with my computer business. It's like, you know, like, hey, it's time to go all in, you know, and like make this thing happen. And so I kind of used this opportunity in in 2021 with the same mindset, like, this is my sign. You need to go all in on what you want to do. Okay. And um, I've not looked back. Like it has been an, uh, a really fun journey in mm-hmm. the past really two years. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like figuring out who do I want to serve and how can I best serve them? Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and coming up with, you know, meeting a lot of people, um, having some great conversations, really being able to transform businesses with their marketing and, and emails. Um, it, it's just been, been fantastic. And I don't think I would have had that had I stayed employed at my full-time job, mm, Okay, you know? Yeah. And true. so, um, like, yeah, you could look at it as like, oh man, this is a bad thing that actually happened. And and at the time it was, it kind of was, right. but you know, as you kind of like distance yourself from that, it's like, that was actually a good thing. I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm enjoying life. I've got more of that freedom that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for. You know, that particular company that I was looking for, majority of their staff uh, were remote workers, probably like 80, 90% of it. Okay. And so I was a remote worker. And um, when I started, like it, it was basically everything was on the honor system, you know, like as long as you get your work done mm-hmm. and that was how it was communicated. As long as you get your work done, like that's cool, you know? Um, and then they started uh, implementing some of the, the tracking software on the computer. Yeah. So they monitored when your computer was on, what you were doing and, and right. all of that type of stuff. Right. And it just really felt like, a lack of trust mm-hmm. and, you know, coming Big from the, IT, I yeah. understand, you know, the need for that software and, and trying to balance that out. Um, but it just, it, it just kind of like felt like if the, the main thing of the job is like, get your work done. We don't care if it takes you five hours or 500 hours, just as long as what we've assigned you gets done, that kind of detracted from that. Mm. And so, um, you know, having the freedom now as an entrepreneur, to to work when I want, where I want, you know, all of that type of stuff. It, it, it's just fantastic. And so I think for me, those were kind of like the key defining moments, sure, um, you know, in my life that have gotten me to where I'm at today. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, you're right. It's hard to get rid of that bug. And uh, so tell me where the bug has led you right now, what you're <laughs> yeah. doing now. So, uh, so right now I really, uh, am working kind of in two specific ways with my clients. So one is I I work with a a wide variety of service-based, um, entrepreneurs, Mm service-based businesses, helping them with marketing strategy and automation. So how can they really get their message out there of who they serve, how they help them, um, and create compelling ways, you know, to communicate that. And then the second piece is, really all small businesses, practically every small business is doing email marketing. And I did it in my first business in my IT company. Like somebody was like, Hey, you need to be doing email marketing. Okay, cool. 30 minutes later, I've got this software and I can start sending out emails. 
but nobody told me the four things that I really need to know to make sure those emails actually turn into sales. Absolutely. Right. 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 And so, um, so that's kind of been something new that I've been working on this year. Uh, specifically, uh, I wrote a book, um, been doing a lot of podcast interviews around that mm-hmm. and just really helping small business owners understand what they don't know that they don't know. Yeah, right. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And that as yeah. an entrepreneur, you, you can't be expected to, or you, you really aren't expected to know everything. Right. And, and, and so some working with somebody like you to help us know what we don't know is extremely helpful. So what, what kind of stuff do you, do you actually help the entrepreneurs know that they don't know with the email marketing? Yeah. So when it comes to the the email marketing, um, I tell you what, the the rules of the game mm-hmm. constantly change. They do. Okay. So Microsoft, Google, and Yahoo, those are your big mailbox providers. Mm-hmm. And they get to determine, do your emails make it to the inbox or do they go to the junk or spam folder? Or in some cases, do they not even get delivered at all? Interesting. And um you know, obviously with all the scammers and the hackers and the spammers out there, um, they're constantly changing the rules that we have to abide by Mm -hmm. in order to make it through, you know, right. right? All the the algorithms. And so I've distilled it down into really kind of like four key areas that you really need to understand. And there's a lot of people out there today that are quote unquote, email marketing experts Mm -hmm. um, that will give you some latest hacks that you can use to help improve getting your emails landing in the inbox. Right, right. They'll work for a short period of time and then you get slapped by the mailbox providers and you're in a worse position than what you were when you weren't doing those hacks. You know, okay. you weren't do- right. still weren't doing the right stuff, but uh you know, you weren't doing the wrong stuff either. Right. And so, um, you know, helping those small business owners understand that, you know, what it means by engagement, what it means by, you know, monitoring your reputation mm-hmm. as a as an email marketer, making sure that you've got authentication set up. So what I call your driver's license registration and proof of insurance for driving on the email marketing highway. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, you know, and then there's always, it goes back to, you know, what's your content and how is your email laid out? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you delivering your message to the recipients? Those are the four key areas that are really, really important. And, um, that's, you know, that's what I help small business owners understand when it comes to their email marketing. Mm-hmm. So what, what skills did you, uh, that, that you had in your IT life, have you been able to apply in, in what you're doing now? Yeah, a lot of it, um, you know, obviously when it comes to the internet, you know, knowing the things about the mailbox providers, Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to the authentication piece, that gets really technical, okay? So if I said, you know, you need to have three DNS records configured on your sending domain, most people's eyes will glaze over. Yeah, it was hieroglyphics. (laughs) Like, what the heck are you talking about? (laughs) But I can... I can easily get those things set up for somebody and help them understand the importance of those. Okay. Also being able to troubleshoot because computer problems aren't always black and white. Mm-hmm. It's not straightforward. Like, Oh, here's the exact problem that you're having. And so being able to like troubleshoot and isolate and say, Oh, well, this isn't the issue. This, oh, that's not the issue. And really kind of go down that rabbit trail in many cases right, right. to be able to isolate where the problem really is. Um, that's something that I've been able to bring over, not just in the email marketing side of things, 
but also the marketing, just regular marketing. Mm -hmm. So um, because you have to look at your numbers and with marketing, the one thing I tell all business owners is it's testing. And it's not usually just one thing that you have to look at. There's several different pieces of that puzzle mm -hmm. and you have to know which ones to troubleshoot at the right time and say, you know, why isn't this particular marketing campaign working? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm getting a lot of clicks on my ad, but when they go to my landing page, nobody's buying. Right. Right. So, you know, is it the ad that's the problem or is it the copy on the page? You know, that's where troubleshooting, you know, comes into play. And I learned a lot of that through my IT business. No, that's great. So what kind of numbers would we be looking at? You, you mentioned look at your numbers or know your numbers. So yeah. Explain that so when it comes to email marketing, and that's a great question. When it comes to email marketing, you can go do a Google search and, you know, let's say that you're in the uh, the wine industry, for example, and what's the average open rate for winery emails? Okay. I haven't actually looked this up recently, but let's say that it's, you know, 10 to 15 percent. Mm -hmm. OK, so most wineries, they would go do that Google search. They come up with that number. They'd look in their software and they're like, oh, well, we're we're 14 percent. We're good. No, you're not good. Mm -hmm. You're average. Average, right. Well, who wants their business to be average? Good point. Good point. I yeah. want an exciting. I want an mm -hmm. overflowing business, right? Yeah. So those numbers are very misleading. When and, and if you take that at face value, oh, well, the average open rate for my industry is only 18%. Well, I'm at 18%, so I'm good. That's the best I can ever have. It's easy to get in that mindset of like, oh, okay, well, I, I'm just like everybody else. When the actual truth is, just by making a few tweaks and adjustments, mm -hmm. you can get consistently 60, 70, 80, 90% open rates and click-through rates with your emails that you're sending out. Okay. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think uh, of my numbers right now. So I'm, I'm looking at, so tell me the, the number of, when, when somebody clicks, because you know, the way I mind says delivered, opened, clicked. If I go yep. into clicked and I see the people who clicked, Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, the next step in following up, what it what is the next step follow up if you know somebody clicked somewhere on your email? Yeah, so it really is going to depend on the content of your email. Um, you know what you are getting them, inviting them to click for. You know, um, if, okay. if the click in the email was for them to, you know, go sign up for a program or purchase something, you know, something like that, then the next step is, you know, did they actually buy? Mm. Um, did they actually enroll? If they didn't, then you want your follow up to be something along the lines of an abandoned cart. You know, it's like, hey, I noticed that you went and checked out the sales page for XYZ product, mm. um, you know would you care sharing with me like why you didn't feel that was for you? You know, something like that. Right. Um, if your click through, if your click through is just simply to a blog post on your website. So you created a short teaser email and then you're 
expounding on that on your website, there's not really any follow-up that you necessarily need to do because they took the desired action to go read that blog post. So, so what I'm hearing really is it can go back to what content are you putting in your email? What is your goal for that content? Like I have a newsletter. Yeah. And if yeah. I have four different links in my newsletter, what do I want to get out of those links? Are they, is it a link to watch one of my podcasts? Is it a link to buy my book? Is it a link to sign up for something? If it's just a link for them to read, and that's what my, then I accomplished what I did because they clicked on it, they read it, and I don't need to, unless I ask them, how do you like it? <laughs> right, yes. yeah. And really, you know, you mentioned something there that, um, kind of goes against the grain, uh, at least my my uh, opinion on it goes mm -hmm. against the grain of what most people do. So I, there's two things there. One is I tell people to ditch kind of like the traditional newsletter. Um, stop okay. sending an email newsletter. And by email right. newsletter, I'm typically referring to something that is beautifully designed. Um, it practically looks like a web page. Yeah. It's got multiple articles in it, you know, different I things see. that people can go okay. visit. Yeah. The, the other piece of that that kind of ties into that is not having multiple links going to different things got in it. your email. Got it. Okay. Here's the, 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 rationale behind that a confused mind doesn't take action got it okay right so every email should really have one primary purpose what's the one thing that you want them to do mm, okay do i want them to go read the blog post do i want them to go purchase my book do i want them to go sign up for this webinar or this course. Um, what's the one thing that you want them to do and make the email all about that. Mm. And you can have two or three links that go to the same place that get them to take that desired action. I see. One of the things that I see a lot of people do is they put in their social media links at the bottom of their email. They have it, you know, in their signature block yeah, or right. at the very bottom. Right. My, my question is why? Yeah, it's a good question. Because you've got an entire email that's talking about, hey, go check out this new podcast episode yeah. that I just released. You want them to go check out the podcast episode, but if they happen to click on, you know, your LinkedIn profile, chances are they're probably not going to come back to your email. Hmm. You've distracted them. You know, you've given them hmm. an option to do something besides what you want them to do. So that's interesting. So what you're saying is really take the guesswork out of the person sending the email and the guesswork out of the person receiving the email. So yep. having one link, one purpose, then if they yep. clicked on a link and you know, you only had one link in there, then yep. you know what they went to. And that makes <laughs> absolute and, sense. And that helps with troubleshooting. Yeah. Right? Because now if you're getting poor open rates or poor click rates yeah. on an email, because you only have one thing that was being promoted and one thing that they can do, you yeah. can be like, oh, I only got 20% click-through rate on this email. Gee, they weren't interested in this. There, what's the reason why mm. more people didn't go do this? But if you have five different links to five different things and you only have a 20% click-through rate, you have no clue why people wow. didn't click. It could be one of five reasons. That's cool. Well, I, that, this really helps me because when I when I'm looking, I when I send my newsletter out, I look at and I have like a fifty one percent open rate. Uh huh. And of that, 
I think the the click rate's like twelve percent or something like that. Twelve percent yeah. of the fifty six percent. But uh-huh. then again, I have three or four links in there, so I don't even know what they clicked on. So now you made me think I'm going to have to rethink the yeah. purpose of why I'm sending out what I'm sending out. And that's a really good, good, good point. Yeah. Wow. All right. So something to think about there. Those Jeez. are just a few of the things. <laughs> that's just I right mean, on like, the surface, man. Yeah. I mean, like you and I, we could go on for hours, you know, kind of like talking about everything that I cover in my book. But um, it, it's really just understanding some of those basic fundamentals like that. It's not Mm. rocket science, but it's, again, it's things that nobody told us. Like go send Mm. emails, go do email marketing. Okay, cool. I can go do that, but you don't really understand like how it works and how to get the best results from your emails because nobody's trained you on it. Nobody's taught you how to do it. Absolutely. Very good point. Well, this has been awesome. And, and you know, speaking to um, the couple times you've been let go from work and there'd be a silver lining in each one, yeah. um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions to, to, to finish up. And the first one is you're sitting down with seven to 10 year old Scott and mm-hmm. you want to give him some advice about life. What are you going to tell him? Wow. There's a lot of things, um, obviously that I could share, but I think, um, for me, don't be afraid to go after your dreams. Okay. Don't be afraid to go after your dreams. You're going to have, you're going to stumble and fall. You're going to mm-hmm. fail. Right. You know, you're going to get fired from a job. You're yeah. going to have bad things happen, but don't let that stop you from making progress towards what you really want to have in life. Ah, that's lovely. I love that. All right. So you're putting a different hat on now. And now you're sitting down with Scott, the young businessman, young entrepreneur, ready to venture out into the work world. What advice are you going to give him knowing what you know? So um, interestingly enough, I just got back from a conference uh, last week and there was an amazing speaker mm-hmm. there, Thomas Blackwell. Um and interestingly enough, I had already uh, purchased a course um, that I'm going to be going through just to kind of help with, you know, things that kind of hold me back. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And when he when Thomas was speaking, his entire thing, and some people might think this is kind of woo woo stuff, but I've seen it work. But it's the power of our words mm-hmm. and nice. whether they're spoken whether they're written or whether they're just in our head, Mm -hmm. they have a real effect on how our day goes, how Mm -hmm. our week goes and what we achieve or we don't achieve or what we invite into our life. Absolutely. And I have seen this as I've been more aware of it since I heard him speak on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been more aware of it in my own life. Like, oh, I just thought that. Yikes. No, I don't want that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's not what I meant. You Absolutely. know, but the power of words is really, really important. So I'm really being more conscientious about, you know, what I'm saying and really trying to be positive, really trying to bring out the best mm-hmm. because um, it can be a lonely world 
in the world of entrepreneurship and Absolutely. running your own business, mm -hmm. because it's not like you can just easily go talk to your family about the problems that, yeah, that you exactly. have in your business, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, you know, but having that mindset of like, you know, I'm expecting good things to happen. Yes. I'm expecting, you know, my business to grow. Um, I'm going to serve clients to the best of my ability. Those types of things can make all the difference in the world. You're, you're absolutely right. And for those people who think it's woo-woo, uh, I've got a message for them that it's science. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a, all science behind how our brain absorbs information, and yeah. it will believe what we tell it to believe. Exactly. We think it to believe. So it's not yeah. woo, woo folks. It's real. <laughs> it's so, real. And I, I tell yeah. you, the thing that really kind of struck me, um, he did an exercise. He just randomly pulled a, a lady up from the audience yep. and did a, a, a live demonstration. And he had two sheets of paper, one sheet of paper. He had her write out positive words. Right. So love, excitement, happiness, you know, uh, celebration, anything that was positive. Right. He had her take that, that piece of paper and hold it over her heart. Okay. And he had her extend her arm out and he used his entire hand and no words were being uttered. The room was completely quiet. She had the piece of paper over her heart. He could not push her arm down yep. at all. Yep. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, the second yep. sheet of paper were harmful words you know, like bad, ugly, mm -hmm. horrible, yep. you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Same exercise, put it over the heart, mm -hmm. put her arm out. Yeah. He ended up using just his pinky, pinky. Yep. and moved the arm down. Yeah. Again, words weren't even being said. They were just yep. written down. Yep. And again, and yep. like, wow. <laughs> that's, and that's science. Again, it's called muscle memory. And that's exactly yeah. what that is. And, uh, it, it's true. I've, uh, you know, you, you could interlock your, your, for your pointer finger and your thumb on each hand and 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 think something negative and you can't pull it apart hmm. and you think something positive and you no, i mean it's the opposite way around the negative one you can you can pull apart, pull apart. And, and and the positive you cannot and uh it, it's all about um belief and and what's true um i say yeah. in integrity of yourself you know so yep. um yeah it's it's pretty pretty powerful muscle muscle memory so yeah none of that's foo-foo or woo-woo so so um scott people are going to want to you know connect with you to learn more about what you do and who you are what is the best way to get in touch with you and what are you working on now you want people to know about Sure. So um, the best way to get in touch with me is you can catch me on LinkedIn. Um, so if you go to, to LinkedIn um, slash A, I think it is, I have to kind of pull it up here, see what it is. Um, That's all right. You know what? We'll, we'll yeah, put LinkedIn, it in the show uh, notes. LinkedIn.com forward slash N forward slash Scott A. Hartley. Scott um, A. Hartley. Okay. Yeah, put Scott A. Hartley okay. on LinkedIn. And then uh, you'll know you're at the right place because uh, the the image of my book is in the banner on LinkedIn, which is called Hit the Inbox. Um, and obviously, I love that, you know man. that uh, Hit yeah. the Inbox book.com uh, is the website where people can go to check that out. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thanks again for coming on, Scott. Thanks for being in my in my world. Uh, I'm grateful we got a chance to meet. Got to thank uh, Keegan uh, for yeah. that. 
Uh, he, absolutely. he introduced us. Great uh, introduction. Keegan Schaefer. Yep, absolutely. So thanks again for coming on, Scott. I really appreciate it. And I hope the audience, I'm sure you did, got a lot out of what Scott had to say. So take care. All right. Thanks, Drew. Really enjoyed it. Very welcome. Be good, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com, expressing your interest, and I'll get in touch with you. Speak to you soon.